0: Hey there, great day, everyone. This is Dr. Latoya, your wellness expert, and I would like to welcome you to episode two of Becoming Well. Just as a reminder, Becoming Well is a safe place and space where we all can be educated, empowered, and inspired to really discover our journey of wellness. And so, As always, I always ask you to join me uh, and hopefully you'll discover exactly what you need to become well. And just make sure you share it with others because I'm sure they need to know as well. So thanks in advance and let's get ready to journey. So today's episode, we are going to focus on how do we really assess for wellness. As a recap, wellness is a very action-oriented journey where we are aware of and we're deciding every day, every moment of the day, what it takes to reach a fulfilling life, a life that is filled full. And wellness certainly goes beyond anything that we have full control over, right? Like things um, like being ill or circumstances that are beyond our control that we did not cause or we are not the fault of but wellness is certainly more uh, about how do I accept my areas of what I like to call it is what it is, right? (laughs) And how can I be encouraged in the areas of what I like to call, I've got the power. (laughs) Exactly, yes, yes. How can I be encouraged in those areas? So today, as we journey along, um let's first think about and consider what I think is the first step to this assessing our wellness and that is self awareness I truly believe that all transformation begins with asking yourself questions and we often evade asking ourselves questions because it ruffles the feathers of our routines or we don't have time or we're just avoidant of change. We just don't want to change. Therefore, we don't want to ask ourselves questions. But whatever the reason, we shy away from asking these questions and therefore, we are waiting for the honest answers in our lives that really do move us forward. In William Shakespeare's Hamlet, I'm sure you all are familiar with that, Polonius made this statement and he said, to thine own self be true. <laughs> now this is probably one of the simplest, yet the most difficult things for us humans to do. It's simple in the fact that literally we can just acknowledge what is, just Accept and acknowledge it is what it is, those things that just are. That's all honesty really does take for self. It, it, it is acknowledging what it is. But the difficult part in that is that we have become accustomed to practicing this concept or element that we call perfection. Um, and we've convinced ourselves that we can lie our way into what we want and desire as opposed to working our way toward it. We've convinced ourselves that there is this goal that we have to reach in a way that we have to reach it, that it honestly has been counterproductive to who we are. It just doesn't work like that. And so if we're not honest with any other person, any other being, any other entity, we must be honest with ourselves. Else, We're unable to fulfill or make full our present so that we can really make traction into our next. So, how do we become self aware? I'm so glad you asked that question. Self awareness always starts with questions like one, what am I doing that I shouldn't be? Two, what am I not doing that I should be? And three, What can I do about either of these? Mm, Those are some great questions. Let's tackle the first one. What am I doing that I shouldn't be? This leads us to ask things like, what am I allowing into or around me or engaging in with my body, my mind, my spirit, um, my soul that's absolutely no benefit to me or is detrimental to my well-being? I know when we hear this question, we often think about what am I eating or what substances are I, am I putting into my body or what strenuous or stressful activity or unhealthy visual content am I engaging in? And all of those are certainly things that we have to consider. But some of the things we often exclude when we think of this question are like, what are the thoughts that I don't stop or I allow to ruminate in my head? What are the emotions that I continue to kind of skate over and tuck away every moment of the day just so I can, quote, unquote, be okay? What type of spiritual uh, condemning thoughts or guilty feelings do I continue to allow myself to tangle with on a consistent basis? What am I doing that I shouldn't be? I'll have to admit that I've been one of the ones that, has found myself doing stuff that I just shouldn't. And one of those things for me were the thoughts, the ruminating thoughts of I'm not good enough, I'm inadequate, and I'm not doing enough. I found myself tangling with these thoughts uh, in a way that uh, it was very consistent and on a daily basis. These thoughts showed up for me without fail. They were there At all times, they were what I call the faithful friends, right? there, at all times to the point that regardless of what was going on in my life, good, bad, or indifferent, they were there questioning whether I was good enough, questioning whether I was adequate enough, questioning whether I had what it took to do and to be who I was. And so I had to realize that, you know what? I'm continuing this engagement with these thoughts and I shouldn't be because they are detrimental to my well-being and they are serving no benefit to any of my goals, my dreams, my visions. So what is it that you're doing that you shouldn't be? The second question, what am I not doing that I should be? Now, we usually don't have a problem with assessing whether we are failing or whether we are lacking, you know, so we can all probably quickly spew out a zillion things that we should be doing, right? But I want you to ask yourself this question from a different mindset. I don't want you to ask the question from the mindset of what am I negligent in doing? But I want you to ask yourself this question from the mindset of, What is needful for me to do that I'm not? You see the difference? So this question is certainly not about your laundry or decluttering projects or shredding projects or bedroom cleaning project or closet cleaning project, garage cleaning, spring cleaning. This question is not about that. But this question is to really penetrate the core of your being and help you to identify what things are so needful for you that it literally changes the outcome of your day. For me, one of the things that I found to be needful for me, and don't laugh, it's very simple, very common, but it is at least eight hours of sleep. Now, I know everyone in the world knows and understands that we all need to get eight hours of sleep. Yes, but you would be surprised how many people Do not get eight hours of sleep on a regular basis. You would be surprised how many people override the need for this type of rest. I was one of them that overrode the fact that I needed to sleep because I was so busy trying to accomplish things. And I didn't even realize that I was being counterproductive to what it was that I wanted. I didn't realize that my lack of sleep, my lack of rest, my sleep deprivation was only keeping me from what it was that I needed to accomplish. And so I came to understand that one of the things that I was not doing, that I needed to be doing, that was sleeping at least eight hours. In addition to sleeping eight hours, Understanding how refreshed that made me feel, how sharp that made me. I also understood that what was also needful for me was to wake up and have time to think and breathe before I started moving. In other words, I would feel better and I would feel more equipped when I was able to take time in the morning as opposed to waking up and hitting the pavement running. When I had time to get myself together and to think and to meditate, to pray, to listen, to to breathe, to reflect, before I started my day, I recognized that I was more productive. I recognized that I was more creative than I had ever been. What is it that you're not doing that you should be doing? Question number three, what can I do about either of these? Now while we ask ourselves the first two questions, sometimes we really do have a difficult time understanding where to start and what we do about either of these. And the answer I have for you regarding that is best explained by one of my most memorable moments from childhood. Now it's simple, don't laugh or look at me crazy. Uh, But it's memorable for me. And I remember growing up in our home and there were all of these inspirational quotes or scriptures that were kind of like on the wall or on the shelf or on top of the TV. You know, those kind of like cheesy sayings or quotes that are in a frame that somebody just kind of gave you for Christmas or Mother's Day or you got in a card. And, you know, if your mom uh, was like my mom or your dad, even, you know, they didn't waste anything. So it was going to go up on the wall or it was going to go on the shelf. Right. One of those. And so the one that I remember most was this prayer that hung in our house for as long as I can remember. Right. But it was a prayer written by a theologian, Reinhold Niebuhr. And it's what we know today as the serenity prayer. I'll never forget that hanging and me seeing it and me reading, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Wow. I remember reading that not having a clue as to what it really meant. I mean, didn't have a clue, but I read it because it was there and read it so much that I memorized it and it became a part of something that I knew, even when I didn't understand what I knew. But as they say, I understood it better by and by because I came to understand that I need peace when I need to accept those things that I really cannot change. I need courage when I need to stand up and raise my hand and say and speak on behalf of um, in those arenas where I can change the things that I can. Right. But I certainly need to know the difference. I need the wisdom and the knowledge to understand what I can and what I cannot change. And so I understood that, you know what? There are some things that I can change I got the power. Yeah, there are some things you have power to do, but there are other things that you cannot change. It is what it is. And so when we think about what we should or shouldn't be doing or what's best for us on this journey of wellness, we must understand the necessity of knowing what we can and cannot do. Some things are far beyond our control. And as I said in the beginning of this episode, wellness also transcends any of these things that we can control. It is not about having the optimal circumstance or a optimal version of your story, but it is about maximizing the life that we have and understanding that it is our job to make sure it is filled full. So today, I want you to start this journey of self-awareness. I want you to begin to ask yourself these questions. What am I doing that I shouldn't be? What am I not doing that I should be? And what can I do about either of these? And please feel free to ask yourself more questions. But make sure, my friends, that you give yourself the honest answers. You owe it to yourself. I look forward to being together in another two weeks. Uh, Until then, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and certainly share. Because there might be some others out there that need to be on this journey with us. So until the next time, peace. Coming well